0: Sound Relation presents broadcasting go-karting. Hi everybody! In this tutorial we will be looking at all aspects of covering a televised sport event in the audio domain. In this case we will concentrate in go-karting. Go-karting is rarely broadcast live, unlike other televised sports where the mixing process of audio and images are done on the fly, on location tracks or sometimes at the TV channel center. Go-karting, on the contrary, is first filmed and then mixed through a post-production process. So this tutorial will be divided in three parts, pre-production, production production, and post-production of the actual event. So pre-production, like in many professional environments, a good pre-production stage is considered as more than half of the job already done, and a stage in which we should prevent ourselves from falling into disaster number of things have to be taken into account in the pre-production stage, for example, location scouting. This can be very important as it gives us the opportunity to look out for hazards because we may be asked to fill in a risk assessment form. Because every sport is different when broadcasting, think about the sounds you are aiming to capture. You couldn't imagine a football match, for example, being broadcast without the sound of the cheering crowd. So think very well about the sounds you want to record, like engine sounds, the commentator, public, technical direction to the pilots through radio devices if they exist, the sound of the pits, etc. Another reason for location scouting is to look out for any technical difficulties or issues that may arise on the day of the recording and that could affect the quality of your audio like air conditioners, electric generators, strong electromagnetic interference, airports and any other unwanted sounds. What follows is an example of a ruined recording because the microphone that was on the camera was too close to a generator during the race, not allowing to get a clear sound of the cars. We should also think about mic positioning looking for places where we would probably like to place a microphone but where we won't have access the day of the event like a hazardous curve in the track where we would probably get screeching tires for example or the pits where only authorized personnel are allowed during the race Very important also and a good practice is always to have an equipment list which you will check before leaving for the event and after the recording day has finished. This will avoid the all too familiar I forgot the cable situation and also I forgot the mic on the grass tragedy. If you use any battery powered equipment make sure you have plenty spare new batteries and a good piece of advice is not to go for the cheap batteries. They will run out of power in no time, you will end up spending more money, and you may end up in a sad situation. It's never a bad idea to carry amongst your equipment a couple of mini disc recorders. They're cheap, they're reliable, and they can save you in many cases where your more sophisticated recorders may fail, which happens quite often. The production stage is the actual recording of the event, where we will record all the material that will then be edited and mixed in the post-production stage. On the day of the event, it is advisable to arrive at the track a few hours in advance to set up, test and solve any technical problems that may arise. In this sort of event, the usual thing to do is attach boom microphones to the cameras and record the audio straight into the actual camera if this option is possible. Make sure all the cameras are recording in the same format and frame rate and that their time code is set to free run. What this does, it sets the time code to record from the time of the day rather than a continuous number which makes easier to sync the cameras for multi-camera shoots and at the same time to sync the audio. Having the boom mics attached to the cameras will allow us to capture the Doppler effect that the cards produce as they pass close to each camera, giving a more realistic environment to our recordings. A typical example of the Doppler effect in sound occurs when we hear the high pitch of an approaching ambulance and notice that this pitch drops suddenly as the ambulance passes you. So let's hear how this sounds. And now, this is what we're looking for with our kart recording. We can place a camera on the pilot's helmet or on the actual kart and use the microphone to capture the audio. There is a very popular camera used in karting called Motorsports Hero Wide Camera which captures pretty decent audio. Here is an example of the audio captured with this camera. If we really want to capture high quality audio of the card which we could later sync to the same camera we would attach a couple of microphones to the card. Here is how a Shure SM58 beta sounds attached close to the exhaust and also pointed at the rear tire. As you can hear, the difference is massive, although the best choice would probably be to use a lavalier mic for weight purposes, as the racing team would maybe not be too happy about the extra weight on their cart. Also try to get a line out from the commentator's mixer, maybe through the auxiliary output of the voice channel, in this way avoiding any other signal that may run through the mixer like publicity announcements or music which you would capture if you got a feed from the direct output or the to-track output which is usually the output you will be offered by the in-house sound engineer When connecting recordings to audio equipment, especially if you are recording onto a laptop look out for any ground noise issues this is a low frequency hum at around 60 Hz that may get into the recording path with laptops, normally the way to get around this is to disconnect the computer from the mains or to use a direct injection box between the laptop and the mixer. This is an example of a recording taken from the to track output with publicity mixed with the raised yes. command.
1: Richard Harrington and Ian Smith are in rule 2. Don't forget to buy Hot Scotty Hot Dogs, now available at the yellow caravan on the north side of the track. Our commentator here at Butmore Park is Stephen Cox.
0: If a direct feed from the mixer is not possible, try to get the commentator to speak into two microphones, one of them being yours attached to a recorder. It's imperative that you get a good, clean and healthy recording of the commentary, because this is probably one of the most important sounds you will be looking for. For. without this even with the best video editing you will just see cards going around the track and no one will understand what's going on who's winning or the battles that occur on the track if this weren't possible either I would guess you are not working in the most friendly environment but the job has to be done so as a last resource Point or place a microphone close to the loudspeakers and get a commentary from there, editing out anything you don't want in post-production. It's never a bad idea to add a limiter to the commentator's recording path because they tend to get louder as the excitement of the race increases and they may end up screaming in the last laps of the race which could end up clipping your recording.
1: Some cameras coming back again! Those kids are giving it Oh uh, John Morrison's and every to try and win, but he is definitely, definitely...
0: Now, this is the same comment with a limiter added to the signal path.
1: Some cameras coming back again! Those kids are giving it all! Uh, John Morrison's is done everything he could to try and win, but
0: he is definitely, definitely... If there is a grandstand area, place a couple of boom microphones pointing at the spectators. A good way to do this is using an XY stereo technique, minimizing any comb filtering and thus obtaining a good stereo image. Although the sound of the crowd isn't that important during the race, it might be quite interesting to capture the cheering on the last laps of the race.
1: The of the last, Simon Brown and Mark McGwire in the lead. Look at that, Ian Bradley, like he's already towards the top end. Already, he is definitely not going to win. Simon Brown.
0: One more thing to look for is to see if you can get a recording of the radio transmissions between the pilots and their technical direction. This is to add a bit of drama and sonic atmosphere to your production. Just continue pressuring Sam, continue pressuring, the track is really slippery, he's going to come off at any moment. I don't know boss, I don't know, I can't see anything. Don't worry son, you're doing okay, you're doing okay, just don't let the guy go, don't let the guy go and continue pressuring. This is
1: very dangerous boss.
0: So after a successful day of recording and making sure all the equipment is accounted for, it's time to go home and rest to be ready for a few long hours of post production the next day. Well, now that we've gathered all our sounds, we will begin the post-production process. While the video editors cut and edit the final video production, we as sound engineers can begin the process of analyzing the audio recordings cleaning sounds where we can, applying high-pass and low-pass filters, equalizing tracks to enhance the sounds that we want to use, normalizing tracks and basically preparing the audio tracks to mix when we receive the final edited video clip. Now we're going to make a demonstration of how we would build a segment of the audio track of the video clip, bringing each element one by one until we get the complete sonic environment of our video clip.
1: Steven Prime, is number two, and Andrew Schneider is at seventh position. We'll get into it, Andy McGregor and John Morrison go up into the front, take it over. Sam Cameron and Ian Smith. This is a turning into a war! They're going into the fourth curve now, they're going into the fourth curve now, and Ian McGregor is looking back to his tracks on fire. And John Morrison looks back and his tracks are on fire! Richard Harrington is going through those blazes! We're going to replay once you see the first accident where Sam Cameron is knocked out the first corner and you can see there He has destroyed his car. Go back to the race and Mono Miguel is still in the line. John Morris is behind him, Ian McGregor is behind him. Andrew Schneider is trying to overtake everyone. Coming to the end of the last penultimate lap. Stephen Brown and Mono Miguel are in the lead. Look at that, Ian McGregor looks like he's going towards the car park already. He is definitely not going to win. Stephen Brown.
0: You've got to take him over, Sam. Doesn't matter what you do, just take them over. Doesn't matter what it takes. You're doing okay, Sam. Just overtake him. We need those points.
1: Boss, boss, I can't feel my legs. I'm getting dizzy. Boss, boss, I'm on fire. I'm on fire, boss.
0: Don't worry, Sam. Don't worry. It looks as if it's going to rain anyway.
1: Takes over, Andrew Schneider. Sam Cameron's is coming back again. Those kids are giving it all. Uh, John Morrison is an evidently good to try and win, but he is definitely, definitely, definitely...
0: Well, this is all we have time for today. Thank you very much for listening this podcast, I hope there is something you will be able to get out from it and will be useful in future projects. I don't want to go without giving special thanks to all the people who made this tutorial possible. Paul Gladstone for the British Karting Association, Andy Spellman from Duck and Wave Video Production Company, Paul Chang at Pilton Videos Production Company, Ian McGregor at Edinburgh and Aper University, Ashley Hazel for his IT support, DJ and sound producer Ryan McKenna for his beautiful music, and all the guys at Raceland Karting Center who were great and without their help this tutorial would have been impossible to produce. Hope to hear from you and see you soon with any other ideas you've got for future tutorial.